Alright, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts with Matt. I'm your host, Matt. And if you like the podcast, please share it with friends and follow on Instagram, Random Thoughts with Matt. Today, we're going to be discussing the uh, week seven of the, uh, of the football season. We're going to start off, obviously, with my favorite team, the Oakland Raiders. So, I am ecstatic about how this Raiders team is performing, especially given the fact that they have, obviously, the new head coach, um, but this this team is really like fi- like firing on all cylinders. Um, uh, this week they played the Eagles, and uh, that was you know a really really dominating game for this Raiders team. They won thirty three to twenty two, but they pretty much controlled the game from the onset. I think the offense is doing stellar, and you know right now they're. They're ranked first in the AFC West at five and two. Chargers four and two uh, have bye week this week, uh, and the Chiefs and Broncos are both three and four. I mean, no one really saw the Chiefs being three and four uh, seven weeks in, but that's it's definitely a good sign for the Raiders in that uh, in in the AFC West. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things that I guess that stood out to me in this recent game and uh, just have been standing out throughout the season. First one being Derek Carr. Yeah, I think Derek Carr is really playing at a a high level this year. Um, It's reminiscent of this season. I forget what year it was when he was uh, contending for MVP and then he broke his leg and we we lost first week of the first uh, round of the playoffs um, with our backup in. But, you know, one of the things that's really extraordinary about Carr is how he spreads the ball around you know like take take this gate this week against the uh the Eagles okay so we we put up 33 points 33 points and listen to the stats on the receiving end right so the receivers had this this was the the stats for the receivers so you had Foster Moreau had six receptions for 60 yards and one TD Hunter Renfro seven receptions 58 yards uh, Brian Edwards, three receptions, 43 yards. Zay Jones, one reception, 43 yards. Um, Henry Ruggs, four receptions, 24 yards. But like, the point I'm trying to get at is there's not really anybody that's taking over the game, yet we're putting up ma- a good amount of points. And that's that's a really, really good sign for a good offense. I mean, usually, you know, you get a lot of teams, you have this one, one or two guys that are just you know, taking most of the action, but it looks like, you know, every, every guy on the offense has got a chance, and, and Carr really does a great job of spreading the ball around. Um, you know, this this week, one of the interesting things was going to be, because we uh, was the fact that we were going to be without Waller, who, in my opinion, is the best player on this offense. Um, you know, Waller is an all-pro, in my view, he's an all-pro tight end. He's, he's up there with anybody. You put him up there with anybody in a conversation. And he, he, didn't, he didn't play this week. Um, and I was a bit worried about that. But I wanted to, I wanted to see how this team responds, responded um, despite his not playing. Because I think it, it is a really good sign or a really good tell for a good team how they can perform when they're missing one of their, play, uh, one of their playmakers. This, um, you know, not too long ago, it was, I remember being a fan, and I just knew anytime we missed, were missing one player that was good on our offense or defense, there's no shot we're winning that game, you know. Um, fast forward to now, 
You know, you had a few games with Josh Jacob without Josh Jacobs. We won though. We won a few games without him, um, and now we we won a game without Waller. I mean, that's that's a tell. That's a that's a tell that this team not only has talent, but they have players that are willing to step up. Take like Foster Moreau. I mean, he had uh, he had to step in for Waller. He he did his job. Six receptions, sixty yards, a touchdown. You know, he's playing. He's playing really. He played really well. And you know maybe maybe some fans would love to see you know the one of the, like oh if somebody from a fan standpoint I definitely understand that you usually you want you want one guy to kind of like because it's, it's it's fun to root for that one guy so to speak but I mean if everyone's just doing their part it doesn't even matter if if we don't they don't have one guy kind of coming in and taking taking over the reins. You know, it just matters that they get the job done. The Raiders team, I mean, they're doing that. You know, they're they're doing an excellent job. Next guy up mentality, and I love it. And I think they're doing, you know, you know, take yeah. One of the guys I love, I love in this Raiders offensive uh, receiving core is you know Hunter Renfro. You know that guy. He's he's not your your typical receiver, but it's like he's 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 swifty. He can. He gets the ball and he makes a guy miss and he gets an extra five ten yards and it seems like almost every catch. You know, he's really doing a hell of a job on that offense and I think the the Raiders really you know you know they they love what he does as a player right now. I think he's got yeah he's got three hundred ninety nine receiving yards and you know two two touchdowns so he's on pace for about you know eight hundred yards receiving this season maybe a little more. Um, you know, and this is a guy. He's so he's five ten, one hundred eighty five pounds. He's he's, but he he does his job. You know, that's that's what we have. We have a bunch of receivers that do their job. You know, and and when time comes, you know, Brian Edwards steps up. When time comes, Hunter Renfro steps up. When time comes, Henry, but all of them step up to and rise to the occasion. And that's what you love to see from an offense, or you know, even on defense, you love to see it. But like like I said, that's what I love about this team. It seems like there's not one guy. That's really, you know, taking the helms. It's it's all of them doing an exceptional job together, and you love that. You really do. Um, now, let's let's switch over to uh, the other side of the ball. Let's talk defense. Now, I was worried because Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett are two cornerbacks that. Um, are, are, are injured right now, and I was worried that that was going to really be a problem for this defense. Um, so far, it hasn't been. Um, you know, past two weeks against the Broncos and the Eagles, I mean, we did a good job, and I know the Eagles put up 22 points, but I mean, it, as much as they put up 22 points, one, one of those scores was garbage time. So, I mean, the defense is really holding its own, and I'm not sure. You know, it, it I'm, it's, it's tough to say what it is. I know we have, you know, talent there, but it just, I, I think it has a lot to do with our defensive line. You know, I think the defensive line on the Raiders is one of the best in the NFL, uh, and that's largely due to uh, Max Crosby and his monster year. You know, um, Pro Football Focus uh, released uh, some of Max Crosby's stats. And he's right now, he, Max Crosby leads the NFL in pressures with 47, QB hits with 12, hurries with 28, and he has a 91.4 grade as an edge defender. You know, he's on par, he's on pace for an 
MVP season, you know, a defensive MVP MVP season. And I think, you know, you know, he he's he's earned it. I mean, he he's he is really playing phenomenally. Um, him and Yannick are are you know, I mean, Yannick had a monster game. Two, uh, he had two uh, two. Uh, two sacks and uh, he really performed and he had I think two two passes defended or not passes defended two block passes but um yeah I mean this team the defense the defensive line is just doing a stellar job and one of the things that's so like interesting about the defensive line is it's like the sacks aren't all by like one person right like it's it, it's it's like it's it's just like the Raiders receiving core in a way, right? The sacks are kind of being spread around through the defensive line. Um, and, you know, that's another thing you really like to see. It's it's like if, if, if Crosby, because you know what you don't want is you don't want, you know, to be in a situation where is if that one guy doesn't get the sack, then, you know, then nobody gets it. You don't want that. What you want is you want... If, if, if somebody doesn't get the sack, you know, then the next guy's going to get the sack. And that's what you have with this kind of Raiders, you know, defensive line group. I mean, it's uh, Quentin Jefferson, um, Solomon Thomas, uh, Carl Nassib, Max Crosby, and Yannick. I mean, that's a good, I mean, you know, that's as good as any anybody else's defensive line in the entire league, in my opinion. And I think... You know, the, they can rotate, and it's just the constant getting pressure with four guys. And I think what that does is it allows, you know, you don't have to throw so many blitzes and, and, and lose a guy in coverage. And I think that's really helping this team. Like I said uh, a few weeks ago, one of the things I noticed about the Raiders is that there isn't, you know, they haven't been giving up a lot of those big chunk plays, right? It seems like every, like throughout the years, it always just seemed like the Raiders were giving up these big 25-yard plays. And, you know, that kills you on de- on defense and offense because it's, it's like you're playing catch-up a lot of the time. You know, they're, what they're doing is they're making teams have to, you know, really, you know, work hard to push the ball down the field. And, and it's going to take, you know, nine, ten plays to get a score on the Raiders. And that makes gives it gives the Raiders more time for the offense to make a mistake. And, you know, that's what this Raiders defense is doing. It's doing a, a terrific job of, of forcing this, forcing these teams to make mistakes. And, you know, they're starting to get takeaways, which is another, another great thing that I love to see. Now, um, kind of sidestepping, I wanted to talk about, you know, stay in the AFC West and talk about something that, I mean, I don't think anybody really anticipated, which is the Chiefs being three and four or seven weeks into the season and I think a lot of it's got to do with you know you know I think Patrick Mahomes is struggling a little bit you know just to give you a little bit of uh you know pers- uh, a little a little stats to relate um but uh in 2020 he uh he had 4,740 yards passing 38 touchdowns and six TDs and 108.2 quarterback rating this year, I mean, the yards are there, 2,093. Um, touchdowns are there, 18. But the interceptions are up. I mean, he's already, in seven weeks of the season, he's already got, you know, m- more interceptions than he did all of last year. He's got nine interceptions. Um, and, you know, I don't know if maybe there's, maybe they tweak the offense or maybe he's just not, not, 
seen as well as he had been in the past. But that's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, it's it's it, 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 he's not. You know, I think that's a large reason why this Chiefs team is three and four. Um, and you know, we're gonna have to you know see. I mean, like I said, every, I'm pretty sure most people in the NFL anticipated seven weeks in the season the Chiefs were at the very least going to be tied for first in the AFC West, but they're now tied for last place. I mean, it's definitely eye-opening, and I'm curious what that is going to mean for the Chiefs for the rest of their season. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 something I think everyone should keep an eye on for the rest of the year. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, and I'm just starting to become, I'm, I'm more and more of a fan of this guy every single week, and that's Jamar Chase. This guy is the star. This guy is going to be phenomenal in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, through seven games, seven games, he's got 754 yards receiving and six TDs. I mean, that's on that. I mean, I'm pretty sure PFF said that like that's the most a rookie's ever had through a seven game span in history. And if I mean, like it's it's they're great plays. I mean, like this week, I'm, it's like it just seems like every week he's got a play that's like. It's like, oh, like he looks like a veteran out there. He just looks like he's been doing playing in the NFL for years, and he's just, he's a rookie. But this week he had the it was I think it was a slant route, and he, he just he got, he got he got touched or he got he ran into three defenders. He bounced off of them and he ran it for a huge touchdown. I mean, it's it's what what can't this guy do? He can catch the ball short and make it a big run and make it a big play. He can catch you get the deep ball. He get. I mean, this kid's going to be phenomenal, and I, and I, I still think there's areas of the game he can improve on, and once he does that, I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to stop this guy in the NFL. It's going to be hard to stop a guy who's going to be this good. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on, on Jamar Chase. Like I said, you're probably going to hear him a lot more on this podcast because he's just becoming more and more fun to watch. Um, the uh, other person I wanted to talk about... Um, in this episode was, you know, was Tom Brady. I think, you know, Tom Brady is unbelievable. He's, he's the ageless wonder. Uh, in my opinion, he, Tom Brady is the greatest QB to ever play the game. Um, I think he's, he's, he's a hell of a player and, uh, you know, he's, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see a, another quarterback ever, you know, being like Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, in the foreseeable future, at least. And I think, you know, Tom Brady is, you know, he's unreal. I mean, when you're talking about MVPs of the season, I know two weeks ago I spoke about Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. Uh, not Matthew Stafford. Josh Allen. Um, and I guess you could, you can definitely say they're still in the race. Um, but, you know, right now you got to talk about yeah, – there's two people, you really talk, two people you can really talk about, which are which is Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, Tom Brady has got 2,275 passing yards, 21 touchdowns to three interceptions, and a 108.2 QB rating. Then you have Matthew Stafford, who's got 2,172 passing yards, 19 TDs, and four interceptions, and 116.7. QB rating, um, you know, I mean, Matthew Stafford, phenomenal job, Tom Brady, phenomenal job, but, you know, I think Tom doesn't get quite as much credit, just because it's, it's, it's so expected for him to be that good, it's like everyone, everyone knows Tom Brady's great, so it's like, when he puts up these numbers, these MVP numbers, it's just like, 
it's it's nothing new so he kind of he, he slips under the radar in terms of conversations about him being an mvp caliber at canada i mean he's but he clearly is i mean 21 touchdowns to three interceptions is absurd through seven weeks I mean that's it. That's an interception through for every seven touchdowns that he passes. That's unbelievable. Um, but then you got Matthew Stafford on the other hand, who's you know who's close. He's close behind. He's got the nineteen touchdowns, the four interceptions, um, and you know uh, in a hundred. I mean, look, a QB rating of one hundred sixteen point seven is nothing to shy about. I mean, definitely great player great player and you know i think him, him and tom are going to be competing in the next couple of weeks let's and we're going to find out how it come you know how it how it turns out but um one of the things i want to say which is kind of crazy is you know it's just it's amazing how good tom brady is at such you know at his age you know it's like but you know on the other hand you know and i and i saw this somewhere so don't this isn't my original idea. I, I can't remember call which on what show or what episode I saw it on, but they made a really great point. You know, when he was on in New England, they didn't do as best they could to get as much talent on, around the ball as they could with Tom Brady. They really didn't. I mean, Tom Brady, he had a number one receiver in Randy Moss, and then after that, that not really, but he had Gronk to go to, so that was a great tight end. But, you know... They didn't really do everything in their power to make sure that he had as many weapons around him as they could have, you know. Uh, but they still won. I mean, they still won. I mean, there's still greatness in, in in New England. But now you look look at the, you look at where he's at now, you know, where he, with the Buccaneers, he's got Antonio Brown around him. He's got he's got uh uh. uh Chris Godwin, who would be a number two or a number one on any team if you traded him. I mean, you have you have Michael Evans, who just had I call him Michael Mike Evans, who just had a great game, three three touchdown performance. I mean, he's a stud studded uh, receiver, six five, and you got Gronk. I mean, and you know you know throw in throw in um, throw in OJ Howard. I mean, this team is loaded. They are loaded with offensive playmakers. And I think it's almost, you know, it's it's telling. I mean, like like I said, it's like it, it's it, it's almost not surprising that he hasn't fell off given the fact that he's got more talent around him than he's had at probably any point else in his career. But, boy, he's – Tom Brady, it's every week he's doing something better than the, the last. And, I mean – I don't see I don't see any signs of slowing up. I mean, he's as old as he is. I mean, I mean, and he's got twenty one touchdowns, at three interceptions. He's an absolute an animal out there. I mean, it's he's on another level. It's like he's everyone's playing checkers and he's playing chess. It's unbelievable. But I mean, like he's really got and that's like just to give you some you know points uh, on like to give you some analysis on some other. QBs to give you a comparison you know you got Josh Allen who I said was in the running for an MVP candidacy but uh he I mean he's got 15 touchdowns which is 15 touchdowns to three interceptions which is a good ratio but it's not 21 touchdowns like Tom Brady you got Derek Carr who's got 12 touchdowns um to uh five uh, interceptions uh I mean that's those are decent numbers but like I said still not Tom Brady level and, and even Aaron Rodgers even Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is another great quarterback but even him he's got 1700 yards 15 uh 15 
touchdowns and uh, th- three interceptions. You know, I tell you, the one thing that kind of if if you know, you have you have points or places or numbers that stand out, right? So you have with Tom Brady, you have the number of touchdowns to interception ratio, which is twenty-one to three. Um, I mean, that's seven you know seven touchdowns for every one interception, right? Uh, the next best is uh, I think what is that? Uh, uh, is about five is five to one um, ratio. And so, I mean, seven, it's another two touchdowns. It's, it's unreal. And then, but the other thing that stands out in the stats that I'm looking at is, you know, the quarterback rating. Um, Matthew Stafford has a quarterback rating of uh, 116, which is at least eight points higher than the next best, which is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers at 108.2. So, you know, shout out to Matthew Stafford. He's doing a hell of a job with that team. And, you know he's going to be competing with Tom Brady. He's going to be competing with Tom Brady. We're going to see. We're going to see where this MVP MVP race uh, ends up in a couple. I mean, another another few months, but definitely looks definitely looks promising with these two. Um, all right. So the next thing we're going to talk about is I'm going to break down the week eight of the of the NFL. And uh, we're going to go over some games. I'll give you some predictions. Uh, don't use my predictions as bets. But, you know, this is just what I think is going to happen in these games. Uh, Thursday night. That sh- this Thursday night game should be great. Uh, Green Bay Packers 6-1 and at the Cardinals 7-0. and I mean, the Cardinals are really proving themselves to be a high-caliber team. Um, I mean, 7-0, and I'm real. Uh, but, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, never doubt him, right? I mean, he's a great QB, and that team's looking like it's – it's 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 they're getting hot six and one i i'm gonna I'll, I'll tell you what i'm gonna say the packers gave the cardinals their first loss i'm gonna say the packers give the cardinals their first loss this season and so that's that's the thursday night game uh sunday we'll talk uh, and that's one of the first games we have are the Bengals at the jets and i mean this the Bengals are five and two jets are one and five i mean like i said jamar chase on that Bengals offense uh, I think the Bengals run away with this game. I don't think it's close. Um, next game, we got Titans at the Colts. Um, Titans are five and two. Colts are three and four. I think that the I, I think this is going to be a close game, but I'm going to give it to the Titans. Um, like I said, I think the Titans. I've said this before. I think the Titans are a very good team um, all around, and I think uh, I think they beat the Colts. Uh, I think they beat the Colts. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's going to be. They're going to destroy the Colts, but I think it's going to be the Titans are going to, are going to come away with a victory. Um, next game, we got the Rams versus the Texans. Rams, I mean, this, this Rams should control this game. This, this really shouldn't, this is, I'm not thinking much about this game at all. I think, I think the Rams are going to beat the Texans pretty, pretty darn easily. Um, but yeah. Uh, after that, we have the Steelers at Browns. You know, both these teams are so iffy. You know, I mean, both teams, you know, I mean, have good wins, but also they have bad losses. Um, and it's just they, they're right, they're, those teams are right in the middle, and I'm not really sure where to place them. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Browns be, win because it's at Browns. I think that's going to be, you know, the home field advantage is definitely going to help. Um, the, the next thing I'm going to, the next game I'm going to get into is uh the eagles at lions um 
Eagles two and five, Lions zero and five, zero and seven. Um, you know, a part of me really feels for the Lions. I hate that they're zero and seven. I think they're better than zero and seven. Um, uh, I, I think. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think the Lions get their first win this week. I think the Lions get their first win against the Eagles. Uh, it's at Lions. Um, and like I said, the Lions competed with some good teams. Uh, they, they 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 played well against some good teams. They got some you know some costly losses late late in games. Um, I think I think the Lions come away with their first victory this week against the Eagles. Um, uh, the next game after that, you got the San Francisco 49ers at the Bears. Another one. This could be a toss up. Um, I mean, it's tough because uh, the QB situation for both teams, but. I'm going to say that the Bears come away with a victory. I'm going to say it's close, but the Bears come away with a victory in this one. Um, after that, we have the Panthers at the Falcons. Uh, this is another... The guy, there's a lot of close games here. Um, I'll tell you what. I think... I like the Falcons' offense. I do. Um, Panthers' defense is good, not great. Um this is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Falcons, Falcons beat the Panthers this week. Uh, you know, like I said, don't bet on these. Uh, these are these are guesses, but I'm I'm going with what I think might happen. Um, next we got the uh, the Bills, the Dolphins at the Bills. But Dolphins one and six. The Bills are four and two. I'm gonna say the Bills just take away uh, win this game easily. Um, yeah, there's not much to say with this game. Next one is the Patriots at the Chargers. Chargers coming off a bye week. I think they're going to beat the Patriots. It's at Chargers. You know, they're going to be fully rested. I think it's going to be an easy an easy game for the Chargers. It might, it might be close. Maybe it's going to be closer than I expected because I never doubt Bill Belichick, really great great coach. But I think the Chargers come away with a victory there. Um, then we have uh, Jaguars at Seahawks. Another toss-up. I'm going to give this one to the Seahawks just – just because it's at Seahawks, I think the Jaguars still have some growing pains, and I think the Seahawks, despite you know their problems, are still going to come away with a victory. Um, Broncos, oh, the Washington at Broncos. Um, this is close. Uh, I don't. I think. I think the Broncos are good. They're not great, and I don't think the, I don't think Washington's very good. Um, but. I'm gonna give it to the Broncos. They're gonna. I think they're gonna leave Week Eight being four and four. I do. Um, next, we got the Buccaneers at Saints. Saints three and two. Buccaneers six and one. I think Tom Brady's gonna gonna dominate this game. Um, and I think you know. I mean, the stats suggest it, right? Twenty-one TDs, three interceptions. I don't see anything stopping it right now. So I'm gonna give it to Tom Brady and the Bucks. After that, we got the Cowboys versus the Vikings. Uh, Cowboys five and one, Vikings three and three. Um, yeah, I think I think the, the Cowboys come away with a victory here and move to six and one. I think they match up well against the Vikings, and I don't think the Vikings are 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 at the level of the caliber level of talent that the Cowboys are at. Um, the Monday night game, final game we'll talk about is the Giants at the Chiefs. Um, now this game, I'm, even though the Chiefs are three and four, I still think they they I think they walk away from a victory with uh, against the Giants pretty easily. Um, it's at like I said Monday night. 
at Chiefs. Everyone's watching Patrick Mahomes. I I think I think he steps up here. I mean the Charlie the Giants. You know, if if the Chiefs were to turn around their season, it would be starting with this game. Um, it's you know I think I think they've got they they've got much more talent than the Giants, and I think Patrick Mahomes is just in a in a funk right now. Um, but I think the char uh, the Chiefs win this game pretty easily. So I'm gonna end it there. Thank you for again for listening to the podcast, Random Thoughts with Matt. If you liked it, please uh, share it with friends and follow on Instagram, Random Thoughts with Matt. I'll see you in the next one.